0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hi, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com. This week, we look
0: at the NA All-Stars game, some shakeups in the league, and our thoughts on the upcoming Halloween
1: event. hello hello everybody welcome to this week of the believe in overwatch league podcast um the na region of the all-stars is finally done and we are moving into the grand finals and the end of the season which i mean i think it's definitely picked up towards the end what do you think kevin
0: yeah for sure the the league definitely picked up over the course of like the last bit of it um I just feel like it got a lot more competitive and it was a lot more, uh, how can I say it? It's more cohesive in a way where we actually mm-hmm. have like games that mean a lot more other than, you know, you just play a couple here and there and just call it a day.
1: Yeah. There's like more tangible and immediate results to uh, the records into the games that they're playing as opposed to like before we had the Monty tournament switch, it was just like, okay, you're going to play until we hit the end and then it matters.
0: Yeah. So I I'm glad that it matters like all these games have some sort of repercussion going into the like the late
1: game or the end of the game, you know. Yeah, yeah. It feels like there's a point to what we're watching.
0: Mhm. There's stakes involved. That's the best way to say it. Like there's actual it's not just like, oh, this is for your record herder. It's like you go home like this is it.
1: Mhm. Anyway, how have you been outside of of Overwatch? You said you started your new job. Yeah,
0: so I I got a contract in. Um, I signed said contract. So I am going to be working pretty soon. Um, I'm helping out at a... um, How can I describe it? It's technically an education platform that lets teachers interact with their students um, without having to go through Zoom. And it's in a more... like professional setting um in a way so i'm going to be the one running the camera and also helping with hosting uh hosting the event itself so uh i'm kind of the big big responsible person on this side of the coast they've been doing it all over like the mid the midwest side yeah, like yeah. um and boston is like their main H- hq so it's it's like their first time branching out out here and like trying to make this whole setup work so it's kind of exciting um it's also kind of cool that they came and approached me by using my esports experience that was something that i was not prepared for they said hey we need somebody who could run the background but we also need somebody who could be on camera and i'm like okay and they're like oh yeah we saw you do some esports things and we know that you're like we saw your previous job experience and you have background in both. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you're a perfect fit. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. So they contacted me all the way back in March. But now that schools are starting to reopen and professors are easier to contact, we're we're doing that. So it's going to be really exciting um, to see how, how this plays out. Yeah, that sounds like that's really impressive, actually. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah, I I didn't expect the whole like broadcasting esports thing to really like kick in, but I guess it it helps out especially in a very niche role like this. Yeah. So, um, yeah,
1: it's kind of cool. Um, so this how is about like a late addition to our our conversation we had about like what what careers can esports lead to.
0: Yeah, it, it's more of just like being able to present yourself and in a professional manner. Um, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm glad that this all worked out. Uh, how about you how's how's your side of everything going? Are you staying alive, staying healthy? Um, uh,
1: more or less, yeah, just kind of doing doing stuff <laughs> I, mm-hmm. uh, I I've been doing film festival work, and that's kind of slowed down for a little bit. Um, there's some weird stuff on the uh, the website platforms and that we can't really control, so um I'm mostly having to like kick customers over to them and it's like, hey, your uh, your website's making it so that these people can't watch their movies fix it um and then outside of that just been like editing for the other podcast although a uh, news today like i suggested like hey why don't we like get andrew ray from the binging with babish uh youtube videos and stuff to like go on our podcast and i think finally they reached out to him and they said he's interested so i'm super excited for that because Uh, I don't know if a lot of, you know, who binging with Babish is, but he's a guy who does, uh, food videos on YouTube. He like recreates food from, uh, from different movies and TV shows. So like when I'm trying to sleep, I'll just watch that and dream of eating delicious food. So I'm really excited to, to see what he has to say and and hear his stuff. Uh, gaming wise, not much. We had our game with the Zomnix on, I think Friday, we didn't win but we got fairly close like we went up against i think the top two seeded team in our division and like we took it to them to like the very end overtime every time so we're definitely getting a little better uh and i think our next game is tomorrow yeah the first time we had a game on a thursday so practice today game tomorrow we'll see what happens there we go yeah we're
0: gaming wise for me overwatch we have to do another tryout session um for the school so that's something that I'm looking forward to. Um personal gaming wise on Friday uh October 9th I'm going to be doing a 24 hour stream. Oh so you're actually you're going through with it? (laughs) I'm pulling the trigger because like I got I got the job offer and they want me to start on Monday. So I'm like okay I have to do it before then. So the play here is I have to start streaming probably half an hour or an hour um, after I wake up on Friday. And then I'm going to stream through the night. I'm going to watch the league grand finals during the stream and then crash when it's over. <laughs> like, it's going to so be a good sleep. It, it is. And then I may or may not have to go back out to San Francisco um, on Saturday. So it's just a lot of like stuff going on but we're we'll going
1: to be exhausted by the end of that.
0: Yeah. I, I'm I'm mentally not prepared for this. Um but if there's any games that are like if there's any games that I can get on PC or the Switch or something that's like small in size so that like I can keep all the stuff running on the stream PC anyways, um that'd be a great way of keeping everything together. Um it's just a matter of getting everything to work, you know
1: yeah like if only they had warioware like you could you could do that like fairly easily i don't know if there's a i don't think there's a title for the switch yet of warioware that'd be fantastic though
0: there's not they need it Ah. we we need a warioware for switch and we also need warioware for vr um if if we get something like that just that would be a fun like party game to attempt you know
1: oh yeah just especially with how fast they get after you've been doing it for a while. It's going to be a lot of very frantic action that would be really fun just to witness your friends just completely fail and flail around well let us know how that goes i'm interested to see how like your breakdown of each of the 24 hours and like when exhaustion hits in when you like when the delusions and and hallucinations start yeah that that's another
0: thing i'm trying to figure out like what games to put on the list because i don't want anything that's like requires me to think too hard (laughs) 'Cause like that will that will cause me to, you know, like be mentally boomed for the entire game. Um I'm not about that. So um I'm trying to like put it in a way where it's like what is the easiest thing I can do and how can I pocket this for like the super late game? Um so I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I mean Fall Guys is pretty mindless. Yeah. I I put Fall Guys on the list. Like originally I was only gonna do consoles um so it was like just switch and ps4 only so like go to tsushima and stuff like that um but now that i'm like a couple of my friends are like we should play among us just so like it could relieve some of the talking stress on you and i'm like okay yeah that mm-hmm. sounds like fun so i put i think i put among us i put fall guys and i put I think I'm putting papers please down too.
1: Um we'll we'll see um how everything goes when we get there. It's funny that you mentioned among us because like uh, I guess if we want to just hop into the news with that as a quick segue. Um there was a uh, an Overwatch player by the name of Hiya who made a I guess it's like it's not a port but it's like they they recreated Among Us in Overwatch in the uh the workshop which I'm thoroughly impressed that they were able to do that. Like it's not, it's, I don't think it's ready to be released uh, from what I saw. It's just like in progress videos of them creating how you have to do all the different tasks. Um, but like they put you on um horizon lunar colony, obviously, because it's spaceship. Uh, and then you just go around doing your task, which is really cool. Um, I've, I've only played among us the once, but I'd be super interested in seeing how that would work on, on overwatch. Once the, uh, the bugs are all fixed and, everything's ironed out I don't know how it would work on console though so I think it'd probably be like only a PC game workshop
0: mode I don't know how it would play out but it would be it would be interesting to see like all of the parts of it I did see the video where he was showcasing like just the very basics of it mm-hmm. and it looks like a lot of fun like we have a lot yeah. of we have a lot of fun playing among us in general But to have it ported out to Overwatch, it would be a very good, once again, team building exercise, and I don't have to make them, you know, buy Among Us, so yeah, that's
1: a plus. I just watched the video, and I can't speak Korean, so it's just like, I'm just looking at it like, okay, I can fairly well understand what's going on here. It looks like it's a decent uh, move over to Overwatch
0: it looks like a lot of fun though like i i enjoy um i I enjoy playing among us it's just a matter like obviously who you're playing with and then how how crazy the game itself gets yeah um but yeah this looks like a lot of fun especially if it gets polished up
1: okay so next thing that we have that we usually start with the the patches but we're gonna do that second this time uh, so we did get an experimental buff onto Soldier 76. Um, initially, the way he was was that his his gun had a lot of spread when you shot his bullets, but there wasn't any recoil. They've kind of they flipped that around. So now instead of having any uh, bullet spread whatsoever, it's just recoil damage. So if you look at the videos, it's it's more easy to see the impact of this change. Again, it's only experimental, so we don't know whether it's going through. Um, he his ammo increase is also moved up from twenty five to thirty. Um, this is honestly like very big for soldier. It's you're a lot able to get a lot more consistency and a lot more damage out now that you have more shots and uh, better control of where your shots are going as long as you can manage the recoil. Uh, I think this will make him a lot more satisfying and easy to play. I don't know if it'll be enough to bring him into the meta more. I, I don't really see it really overpowering much of what we have now is considered meta because like you could still be taken out by a, a Roadhog hook or like just bubble up with the Zarya and that damage just goes to beefing up the Zarya.
0: Yeah. This Soldier 76 change, like I've had I've had discussions with a lot of the teammates about this and we're saying like, oh, this is just catering back to the Valorant people who left and they're like wait, Hold on, we have to you have to bring bring them back with something that makes it slightly more pre- more like precise, and they're like, "All right, well, we'll take away the spread after the first five shots. Um, here, we'll just give you like straight up recoil," and they're like, "Okay, that's fine." Um, so I do see this like helping out soldier players a lot. Like it's really easy to control the spray because it is it's like a consistent just straight up motion, where you got to just pull down essentially. Um, but yeah, it is interesting to see how this affects Soldier and whether or not he's going to see play um, is another question just because of what the meta has to offer right now. It He's he's squishy. He's a 200 HP like, insta-hook, like, deleting. Um, Genji deflects most of his stuff. And, like, the only reason why you would pick Soldier is if you had to play, like, a defense role. Um, and you had to like take out a far with consistent shots. But you already have Ash and you have McCree. Like those two already do that kind of role. So um, I guess Soldier is now just for consistent spam damage. And I feel like the only way to really fix that would have been to like buff damage. But that would have made him, you know, it could make him too strong. Um, yeah. As we've
1: seen in the past. I definitely feel like it was an uneven trade with the spread and the uh the the recoil like the recoil is fairly like if you've played mccree enough and you're used to how fan the hammer like does the recoil you can pretty easily control that once you just play around with it enough so i think when we do see soldier players it's gonna feel like at least initially that they are a little bit op just because we're not used to them being that consistent i feel like it is going to be a 50 50 though
0: like Old soldier players are used to the spray and used to just outputting damage that way. But the second that they get used to this new setup, I feel like they're gonna do really well.
1: They're gonna just be able to pull, pull down, and like get the setup that they need. Okay, so for for the next bit, uh, there this is like I guess several stories that I, we're gonna cover in in one fell swoop. But uh, if y'all remember last year and towards the beginning of this season. Uh, there was a huge change up in the staff and the talent that we had for Overwatch. A lot of players left. Um, Commissioner Nate Nanzer retired. Uh, and because of that, a lot of the other talent left as well. Compounding with with other issues that were having, happening within the league. It, it was just a very strange time to be in Overwatch because we didn't know it was happening in the future. Um, and then came this year, which was the most uncertain unplanned unforeseen thing that possibly could have happened with corona and i think the league handled it as well as they could have but now uh we've got a few things that are changing i think the biggest one though is the current commissioner who's only what been here for a year um pete vlastelika vlasteleka don't know how to pronounce that but he is now after the grand finals going to be stepping down from his role as the commissioner Uh, According to a statement put out by Blizzard, he's going to be moving to a new entrepreneurial venture with Blizzard. Uh, No word currently yet as to who is going to replace him. Um, No word why he's stepping down to move to a new venture. No word what that is. Um, Just being purposely very vague for right now. Um, I don't know what this is going to mean for overwatch considering last time the commissioner left there's this huge exodus um i think it's just very uncertain again which makes me very much worried for the next season i don't know how to feel about this move
0: um because it it means one of two things it either means they're moving him over to a different game because he purposely wants to move to like starcraft or like hearthstone or something like that maybe um the other thing could be he's stepping down because he doesn't believe that this league is going to survive uh (laughs) it is one of two things um but blizzard is saying that they're keeping him on the team um i i don't know specifically what that means um but we will see if he shows up for like what if overwatch 2 drops uh, you know later down the line will this mean anything for it um will he be the commissioner of the league two or something like that maybe yeah. um and that's the reason why they're pulling him
1: from this i feel like the fact that he's still within blizzard and he's not just being completely fired shows a little bit of of not hope per se but there's there's it's not as catastrophic as it could be if they were just like flat out firing him i guess um and like you said it's it's worrying that in this time of uncertainty that they're making such a big change up because like even if even if he uh he wasn't stepping down right now like coming into next season everything's going to have to be different so we'd be start he'd be starting almost from the ground up again um putting someone new in that spot, someone who hasn't been working with the team, hasn't been really in his role in such a, a crucial transition period is going to make it even harder for that person. Ow. Okay. So the next the next really big change, and this is a rumor that's happening, um, not confirmed like the last one, but the la- not confirmed like Flastalika's uh, move is... Um, The London Spitfire are being rumored to be looking to actively trade their entire player roster and their entire coaching roster, which I mean, I can understand if they were getting rid of some people, but an entire trade is, is huge. I mean, we saw that with um, the Vancouver Titans and that was a huge uncertainty that happened to work out because um, there was the, uh, the Titans roster that they could pull up from uh, the contenders. So uh, I don't know if this is as bad as I feel like it is considering that they could do that again, but having just an entire overhaul in the league is not for, for an entire team. It's just, it's, it seems like they don't have faith in the organization, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I feel like this is like, them actively saying we're willing to trade our players is like kind of saying like hey our players aren't going to be improving under us and so is our like staff so we want to like redo something completely um it, i don't know how to feel about this like i understand they finished 17th um it's not a great it's it's obviously not a great like look on their part yeah but Honestly, like just finding players in general is going to be very difficult unless you've been scouting out the whole contender scene and are looking to completely rebuild here. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, this it, this was this London Spitfire team's rookie season. So um, being 17th out of 20 teams, on one hand, it's not great. But the, looking at how they're brand new to this scene, they're going up against teams that are fairly dominant. Um, everything that's been happening with COVID um, it, it's not excusing their performance, but I mean, it, it, there are some, some coincidental factors that could could have impacted how well they played. Um, but even that, like they still had some very good performances against some other teams, like especially with Glister, like Glister is definitely the standout on this London Spitfire team uh, did fairly well throughout the entire season was selected to be pulled up to the uh APAC All-Star Games. So I mean a- a- if anything keep Glister.
0: Yeah, I feel like this would be just a solid team in general. Like they have been talking about Glister and building around him, so that might be the case. But I mean, if something big comes up, like there there could be a way of like trading him, but I don't I doubt that they'll trade Glister. I think that they'll keep him and try to build around him. Mm-hmm. Um try to see, like, hey, what? who do you like from the league? Maybe we could try to get some contracts uh, going their way um, and make it work. Like, I feel like if Glister and Jerry were on the same team, it'd be very scary Uh Uh, if you can get that uh, to work. Um, It's not like Boston's really keeping a lot of pieces for themselves, so um, there's just a lot of, like, potential, like, players that are just out there that you can pick around
1: and pick from. Right. Right. And I mean, maybe if anything, maybe it's, maybe it's just the coaching staff that needs an overhaul. Um, Maybe the talent is there. It's just, they're not being utilized to their full extent. And it's like, like, we'll we'll talk about the uh, all-star game later, but when you look at the, the NA region, all-star players, I mean, there's not as many to pick from as from the APAC region right now, but if you look at how many players there are, a lot of them are from the Houston outlaws so, like and their performances were were fairly good. Like Linkser got he won the the sniper with a one v one and and Dante was fairly dominant in the uh, the actual all star game. So I feel like in certain teams, like they have the talent. The pieces are there. It's just their coaching staff is is not using them. Um, I know specifically for the outlaws, a lot of people, and I've had my spat about dream before. But I I don't know too much about him, but the the complaint is that Dream doesn't deserve his spot and he only got there because of nepotism, which is a complaint people had about Chipsa too, like that nepotism is very alive and well in this league. I don't know the truth to those rumors, but if something's happening with the Houston Outlaws, it's not on the players, it's the coaching staff.
0: Yeah, I could agree with that. They they definitely need they need to just figure out what they want to do with their pieces. I I feel like they're still up in the air. Once again, it is a brand new team. Um, so it can be switching up coaching staff, you know, maybe get somebody who's willing to play your team uh, to the best of their ability.
1: But we will uh we'll see. Yeah. Um further change ups in the league are um, this is small there's only two players right now but shaz and big goose who have been here from the beginning um they're retiring from the la gladiators um i mean for them at least they've been here for a while i feel like it's not as it's not as surprising to see them want to move on and do something else with their lives and their careers my worry is that this is the beginning of that that floodgate of players leaving for something else and something better that might signal the uh some trouble going into season 4 of the Overwatch League.
0: Yeah, and I was discussing this earlier um too. It's like I feel like without the return of investment that was promised by Blizzard to the to the owners of the team, um teams might even try to cut their losses. Like they might just try right. to say like, you know what, we don't want in on this league anymore, like um we can see a reduction of teams. Mm-hmm. Um and if that's the case, like it first of all it will make the pool a lot easier to manage um which is which is good um it's not good for the league but it is good for like it, it's good for us as viewers to have like less choices you know um we it can it easier
1: to focus on certain aspects of the league in the game
0: yeah exactly we get to look at more of the dynamics of how the league is working yeah i just honestly hope that they they figure out a way how to keep their investors happy and keep the league going because I feel like next year is probably a good year for overwatch again because if if overwatch comes right it should um but we've been waiting on it if it if it does come before they announce it in the league, um it is gonna be a very interesting
1: like way of getting people who left to come back, uh-huh. If there's anything that could possibly keep these players interested in the game, it's not going to be meta changes. It's not going to be any of that. It's going to be having Overwatch Two come and bring in new maps and new modes like Push Mode, uh, Rio de Janeiro, new characters. Like they need new content. Exactly, and
0: they they used to do it. You know, we used to expect something every, you know, every four months um, with like a new character or something, but. We get we got echo, and we know that they've been working on Overwatch two since they announced it last year, so there needs to be some sort of change here that will make people want to come back and play
1: so looking at all of this, like these changes that are happening now, things that are announced before, like the season of the league's even done uh what is our future for this league looking like is it is it as dire as it it could be is it as dire as it was last year do you think is i i feel like personally um it only seems this dire just because of of the state that we're in now with covid like if this was a normal year i probably wouldn't be as worried but with the the lack of the return of investment how everything failed i think it's it's very um it's a very risky spot to be in right now for the league to have all these changes. I know that I saw a metric that the uh, the viewership definitely increased. It, it it definitely responded to the change that the league made when we went to the tournament format. So there is some hope in viewership there, but on a managerial level, I'm worried.
0: Yeah, I, I completely share that sentiment here. I, it's just there's... So many things that we need to do to keep this league afloat that it's very it's very scary about the the future of of these players and the and the league itself. Um, we saw how Covid literally changed the way how we had to change the change the format and how everything happened. But if we had if we didn't have Covid, we would have you know, the home stands. It would be kind of interesting to see how everything works. Um, It would have been way more interesting to see how this plays out. Um, But because of that, I I feel like you're losing a lot. You're losing your audience due to Valorant being the newest and shiny uh, FPS game. You're losing your investors because you're not going to be able to give them what they want. And you're losing players because they feel like they're not moving up in the league. So... Mm -hmm. those three factors could mean the end of the overwatch league which would be sad um but i do think that if if blizzard is able to fix that issue um and bring us a brand new shiny you know overwatch 2 new characters uh interesting gameplay like i wouldn't even mind this is just me personally if there wasn't a league next year um just to Get everybody's footing down, and then just watch how, you know, how the leaderboards stack up again. Like, mm-hmm. are we going to see? Are we going to see new players? Like, we, you just have mini tournaments throughout the year, where you have organizations coming back as you know, Cloud Nine, Optics, um, NRG, like all those old, like, just classic organizations coming back and saying like this, like this is brand new. We're trying something out, and then if you want to redo the league uh you could but i'd rather see you know the old grassroots like organizations getting back in and just saying like we we want to do this in our own terms and even if even if it's like a blizzard event like just having new
1: rosters show up would be really interesting my thing is that momentum is i think a factor here like once something stops it's hard to start it back up again if the league did go off for at least a year at least a season would it be able to come back
0: uh that that is another thing that i was discussing as well it's like i feel like if you had if you made the if you made the overwatch league come back with overwatch 2 right um it would kind of carry that momentum again um i just feel like this year slowed up the momentum of just everything in general um if we had if we had more of these games being played we would have a better a better league going into it i feel a lot more comfortable about the state of the league but right now i wouldn't even mind if they like took a step back and like rethought of everything before going back. And even if mm-hmm. it's like like I mean they do have like 3 or 4 months in between here and the ne- the start of the next league um to really get everything underway and I hope that's what they do. Um they figure out how to make the league work. Um but we we won't know until we finally get the true answers of like what's happening with Overwatch 2. Um are we getting new stuff or are things you know, gonna get better or worse. Yeah.
1: There's so many, like as much as I I like to speculate on what's going to happen, there's so many undetermined factors right now that we like anything we predict is probably very inaccurate, just because we can't consider everything that might happen between now and BlizzCon and the start of the next season. Also. The Gladiators
0: put out a status recently. They also let go of uh, of Bijou and uh, Jaru. Oh, I didn't know about that one. Bijou and Jaru are also gone from the team. Um, It's a lot of, like, first season one veterans are starting to leave. Um, But it's really interesting to see how... We were were once again discussing last time about the... uh, the things that players want to do after the league, or like, what could this translate to later on? Um, Bijou, I remember him putting a tweet. Okay, so the LA Gladiators put the put that out. Bijou, Shaz, Big Goose, and uh, Jaru are all released. Uh, Bijou retweeted the the one that he left the league or left the. Um, that the Gladiators dropped him and said he wants to stay like in the league in one way or another. But he's saying with that said, I'm looking, looking for a team as a coach or manager. Um, He has eight years of Overwatch experience um, and he is fluent in uh, English and Korean and is willing to, you know, boost the team that way. So I feel like if we get coached Bijou, it might be really interesting to see, what he brings to the table?
1: Do we have any players turn coaches yet?
0: Um, I don't know of like high profile ones. All I know is like, like some people will coach. Like I know Nomi coaches now. He he was on um, he was the Shock season one, uh, Winston player. Um, he coaches Overwatch contenders now. I think. Okay. Um, or but the not, collegiate not scene. Big league. Yeah, nobody's in the big leagues yet. So, I mean, if you want to say this is a perfect storm, you just see, whoops. Okay, London Spitfire willing to trade their entire roster. Uh, we need we need new coaches. Need need new stuff. Whoops. Guess who just got dropped from the from the Gladiators? All right, we're grabbing Big Goose Shaz and we're making Bijou Coach. Like,
1: <laughs> just do that. Hmm. Okay, so let's get into some of the all-star news from the weekend we did get a few awards announced alarm got the rookie of the year award Um, moon got the coach of the year award from for his work with the shanghai dragons bringing them from um what we saw season one into kind of more dominant in season two and now pretty much being the top of the league this season and mcgravy got the dennis internet hulk kavelka award which is um if you're unfamiliar with what that award is, it's kind of the more community sportsmanship being an, an all around good guy award. Um, this year we saw McGravy do a lot of weird things on social media, like his, uh his diva cosplay that got him in contact with Halsey who did her diva cosplay, things like that. Um, and interestingly, this is the second year in a row that it's gone to a player for the Los Angeles Valiant. Um, last year it did go to Custa who was, who was his teammate at the time? So, um, w- what's going on with the LA Valiant? What's the secret sauce to be in just uh, fun guys to play with? I-, I think they're just good people in general. I mean,
0: uh, we we knew Mickey won it first year, custom won it the year yeah. after, and McGravy is just bringing attention and just being a good guy on the internet. Um, uh, I still think McGravy's cosplay is better than Halsey. I will, I will, put people oh, absolutely, on um. But yeah, we. (laughs) I remember people posting um, recently. If you haven't seen uh, Gooshway's cosplay, (laughs) I have not. It was it was. uh, He crossplayed. He played like a. He put on like a wig, and it was like him, McGravy Super, and there was one other one. Um, I'm gonna go look for it. But it was, <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, the four the four cosplay horsemen of the apocalypse. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> oh wait, no,
1: I did see this. This was at the All Star Game.
0: Yeah. Last week. Yeah. I I remember. I don't remember what the full thing was, but it was just like, why?
1: <laughs> I think it was like a dare or something. I think there was a dare involved and like his his tweet says any simps
0: i mean yeah <laughs> you're gonna get a lot um i think the last one was the uh was it uh, who who did they do the the girl filter on was that eileen no it
1: was it was someone in a Ape- i don't remember who i think was it on the dragons i think it was on the dragons but uh i don't know who it was then
0: but yeah honestly it was just like a really funny like all together thing and i was like eh, what what is up with these uh these cosplays but you know good content is good content so it's funny just seeing all the reactions like that in itself yeah that that's what makes uh, that's what makes this community still alive and well. It's just like staying alive and being active um, with everybody, and just saying, you know what, we're we're all in this together. We're gonna just do some weird stuff.
1: So anyway, congrats to uh, Alarm Moon and McGravy for being recognized as the the to- some of the tops of this league. Um, in addition to Fleta, who got MVP. Uh, we haven't covered these in a while, but there's all there's these devs in the detail videos that Jeff and the uh, the development team has been doing. Uh the last three that they produced were about the voice lines, Gremlin Diva and Favorite Foods. Um pretty much quick recap. Uh Jeff's favorite voice lines are the May's are the, the sorry 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 voice line from May. Um he likes it when Genji spam I need healing, and he likes it when Genji says Mata Mata. What does Mata Mata mean? I never looked that up. It's it's like um bring it kind of in ah, a way it's like so it's a taunt uh, yeah a little bit okay um the gremlin diva episode pretty much the dev team is split on what they think about gremlin diva half of them really like it i think jeff said he really likes it and then half of them like hate it uh apparently the uh email where diva is just sitting playing video games eating chips and drinking soda is supposed to be a nod to gremlin diva um I didn't really see it. I just saw it as her being a gamer and just spending time playing the games. Um my thing about Diva is that I feel like Gremlin Diva like really represents a lot of her voice lines except when you get the uh the Diva short. It like doesn't represent the character that's been built up to us at all. She's like a little too serious, a little too nice. She's not trolly at all. Like the um is this easy mode voice line? I feel is like one of the the core representations of like the how the community has embraced Diva and how we perceive her, you know? Yeah. Um, I I feel like I'm I'm gonna pull
0: out pull out the uh the weeb hat real quick. Um what when Umaru chan dropped for the first time, like people drew that connection really quickly. It's just like you have a you have a pretty girl on the outside who is like everybody's role model, but like inside she's just like this annoying like lazy like gamer girl only uh cries about not getting her manga in time you know kind of kind of person and we kind of associated that with diva like you gave us diva as like you know she's the champion of Korea she's a not redacted starcraft 2 champion right she she's like this this role model and like person in real life and then you give her and then you put her in the game and you give her like voice lines like gg easy like yeah. like is this easy mode like are you are even, you even trying? trying like stuff like that like that that's Luckily, stuff about that, my umbrella yeah i'm just waiting for like voice lines it's like where's the chips like <laughs> i need another cola like you know you're literally giving her like that personality of like indoor gamer gremlin
1: um yeah.
0: and then I have the pin of Umaru Chan
1: and uh, In Diva's cosplay. I mean, so I'm like, looking at the. I've never heard of Umaru Chan, but I looked it up, and yep, I see it. It's it's yeah. absolutely there.
0: It, it's those two that like go hand in hand. It's like you're giving the persona of a really like role model gamer girl, but like at home she's like laying down playing games 24 <laughs> seven, and it's hard to get her to do anything. So, yeah. um, I I that's what I saw when the embodiment of the gremlin diva came out it's just like this is like when umaru like the diva came first then Chan. but like when umaru dropped we drew the line like we took like a big sharpie and just drew a big ass line between both of them and we're like these two are the same thing like you yeah. cannot you can't change my mind uh and it kind of grew
1: into what it is so that's where the meme comes from and i i do like how every single time we've mentioned diva we have to mention that like they redacted that she was a starcraft player i mean yeah it's it's really sad uh they, they should have kept that in they should have kept it in like there's there's no way this is just some mass hallucination on our part like we know that they said she was a starcraft player i think my favorite like fan comics are definitely the ones where um mercy and far are like her adoptive moms, and she's just their troll um little adopted gremlin child i think my favorite one out of all of them though is like it's it's witch mercy and she's a uh, she's making a potion and then gremlin even pops up and just like dumps mountain dew into the cauldron yeah
0: that's that's what she is and i'm i'm i really hope that i i like gremlin diva i'm I'm on team I'm on a team like Gremlin diva because I think it not only does it help with their case of like being popular but it also just helps with like keeping the whole community together in a way
1: yeah yeah it's like the best and the worst of us in one icon yeah
0: it, it's it's calling us out as gross gamers but like <laughs> at the same time like you're not gonna
1: be mad at it like it's like a loving way of calling us out as gross gamers yeah
0: and if you're gonna if you're gonna put the gravestone emotes back or the gravestone uh victory screens back in the in the game you know diva's got the dorito chips like on her grave all we just need is an empty bottle of mountain dew on the side
1: and you've already completed the trifecta yep and then i guess the last Uh, devs in the details one which is a weird one um they didn't go too much into detail on it it's like the favorite foods of um the the overwatch cast and so hammond likes bananas and winston does not is the really the only thing that they went to but i didn't realize that on horizon lunar calling you could like find stashes of hammond's food just like stuck into the walls like if you hit some certain panels they'll break open and you'll find just this stash of bananas
0: yeah. Hammond likes to hold stuff around the map. Yeah.
1: Um, it's just a little detail that not a lot of people know about. I feel like now I have to watch every single one of these videos just in case they drop more like surprise knowledge like that.
0: Yeah, now you're gonna go into
1: a custom map on Horizon Lunar Colony and just break every panel. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I'm planning I'm probably gonna do that later today. Like after practice while I'm watching the the Harris Pence debate just look for stashes of hamster food. Yeah, there we go. It's actually honestly scary how like much hamsters can fit in their cheek pouches. My sister has a hamster and she'll just like her body will bulge just because she's stuffing these giant pellets that are like half the size of her head in her cheeks.
0: Yeah, they could store quite a bit. Like it's just it's just amazing
1: <laughs> to know that that that's a thing. Nature's scary, dude. Yeah. Uh, two more things that we have, I guess, on that I've put on the list to talk about. Um, fans are asking Jeff to bring back the pink Mercy skin for um, October Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, on one hand, we we've been saying before that they shouldn't bring the skin back. I think, I think that while they should do something to acknowledge Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and also maybe something for like testicular cancer awareness month. Um, someone suggested like doing a soldier skin for that. I think that they should leave the Pink Mercy skin as in the past, and if they wanted to, like, come out with a new skin for that every year.
0: Yeah, I I feel like, once again, we know Fortnite has done something like this, but I feel like Overwatch has a better costume design team, just a personal preference. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I I hope that they do more, like, charity event skins, because, like, when the pink mercy first came out people were like oh that's super expensive that's like 15 bucks for like one skin and i'm like do you not see all of the little details that they put into this thing like it is is not only the pink mercy skin but whenever you like heal somebody it has like wind chimes instead like there's her her wings do different things it's just like a lot of effort that they put into the skin Mm -hmm. so and it's i really yeah and it's for a good cause so like that's just the plus it's just like it's a good skin but you you do it anyways like i i just want to see more events like this happening like if the overwatch team doesn't want to give us like a new character every month just give us you know that one you, you could give us one character every six months but if you gave us like an event skin like this like every month
1: we'd we'd be 100 percent on board Oh yeah. It would give us something to come back and do every month.
0: Yeah. You don't have to make it, you know, super expensive every time either. Like I I'm fine with the number that it was at, but like if you're going to make a lot more of these, it was 15 when it, when it first came out and see people um, on the,
1: on the websites are saying I would pay double if you brought the skin back. So people want it.
0: Yeah. It's, it was a locked skin for the longest time. So I'm really glad that I got, I got it while I could. Um, but I feel like we need to have more of these. Like yeah, if we get yeah. more of these, it's way better for not only the it, it's good for blizzard's look, but it's also good like that we're helping out humanity in general. Like if if you gave us another like if you gave us either a Moira skin or a uh or Roadhog skin or something like that for COVID, I would I would donate. Like I would I would buy that skin. If if it looks cool, obviously, like I want it to look sick, but mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see yeah. how it goes.
1: Yeah, I think my favorite my favorite uh, comment for like doing a, a testicular cancer skin for Soldier was he's not a young man anymore. You just need
0: like old, like just an old man. <laughs> just back with the cane. Soldier yeah his he replaces gun with a cane that shoots like pellets at the bottom
1: (laughs) all right so the last thing that i have to put is when is halloween event coming um it's it's october already i personally think it's gonna come on the 13th um people are saying traditionally what comes out on the first thursday of halloween which would be tomorrow the 8th but that would that's running into when um the all-star skin is still available. So I think that it's gonna come on the the next Tuesday, the 13th, just because there's literally the day after all-star skins are sold. Um, I'm not expecting anything too good from it. I think it's just gonna be another um just recasting of who you get to play as on uh Junkenstein.
0: Yeah, the it's probably the same thing, I'm assuming. I want it to come out on the 13th. There's just a couple things that we want to speculate in terms of, you know, the actual skins themselves. Where is that Genji comic skin from like two years ago? Like, can we get that? The Please. one everyone's been
1: asking for. Yeah, like
0: yeah, we've no, been we're waiting not on that. Get it? The we're, fact are, that we're we're,
1: asking for it, it's like no, we're not going to give it to
0: you. They're going to give it to us on Overwatch two, uh, <laughs> whenever that comes out. Um, we were we were just talking for fun in my friend group. It's like if you were to design another Overwatch you know halloween skin what would you want to see um and i feel like out of out of our friend group the best one that we came up with was like an entire cardboard diva mech <laughs> and then like once she pops out she's just like in a ghost sheet like it is so like a not not big effort kind of deal like so it has the same hitbox it does it still has like the same hitbox but it's just like completely brown and like all the labels are written in like crayon. Like it enhances the uh the gremlin look a little bit more, but it would be really funny.
1: Oh boy. I, I I'm so down for that that skin. Although I I would say that their naming, um their naming of these Halloween skins is not the best that it could have been. Like you had Doomfish ready to name him, and you called him Swamp Monster yeah you had the name doomfish you had zenthulu yeah oh god what if they put i I, i'm joking but i'm scared that this will actually be real what if they put lucille ball into junkenstein what if they did that no no, thank you
0: (laughs) yeah not happening (laughs) I, I would like them to have um they're, they're probably going to do the 3 week thing as well where they give you like three skins to work for um throughout the week, you know, where you get your nine wins um and mm-hmm. get what you need, but at the same time I don't see um I'll see that happening especially if they're cramming for a uh, for Overwatch 2 or they're trying to like um they're trying to polish that up as much, but we did get a skin. We we've got okay. The the thing that I'm saying is the Halloween event. The big ones are gonna be support skins. Um, the only reason why I'm saying that is because we had the Tracer comics skin first, uh, and we just got two skins for tanks and the All Stars. So I think that like one of the headliners has got to be a support of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, there's a lot of characters who haven't gotten, like, Halloween skins yet. Um, I'm looking at Sigma, specifically. Sigma
1: needs one really badly. Sig
0: Sig and uh, Echo don't have, like, uh, don't have event skins yet, but I'm totally down to see what they decide to do and who they decide to give cool skins to. Um,
1: They can do Shapeshifter Echo. That's, like, so
0: easy. Like, it would be cool if it was, like, no, werewolf skin already exists, right?
1: That's Ash, technically.
0: she at yeah. the uh the bob. She's got the, yeah, she's got the Red Riding Hood. Um Yeah, I I don't know. I, I just want to see. I mean, the cool one would be Well, we already have Frankenstein. Um and yeah, Junkenstein. Um, but it would have been cool to see like the Ash um I if we saw ash bob in the style of like um big
1: daddy from like bioshock kind of that would be really interesting but i doubt that they make that cross i would like bioshock's one of my favorite series of all time so i would be so down for that but like if they did something kind of inspired by that it would be really cool to
0: see are you looking forward to the halloween event um i think like most of us in COVID, we're not really looking forward to Halloween uh, in general. We're kind of just locked in, um, but if there is something that like if there's a cool skin that comes out, like I'll, I'll be hyped. Or if they do something else that's not science Revenge, like I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose my mind. Like it's gonna be insane. So it really depends on what they do at the event. Um,
1: but I'm not really getting my hopes up quite yet. Uh, anything from you, Kevin? Any news that we have? otherwise neglected to talk about um not not overwatch news um but yeah once again i'm
0: just gonna remind everybody uh 24 hour stream is on friday whenever i decide to wake up i'm gonna probably put a tweet out tomorrow on thursday so that people could at least get a look at what i am what i'm thinking about you know
1: yeah, and as I ask if there's any news we've neglected to talk about, Nairi, who is a frequent Overwatch leaker and poster, posted on Twitter that the official new Overwatch novel is coming out June 2021, and it's going to be focusing on the founding of the Deadlock Gang with Ash and McCree. So, last bit of news. Oh wait, wait, wait! One more last bit of
0: news. We have to we have to debunk the guy who said that Tracer's the next. Oh yeah, that's character right. Smash like we got minecraft steve like
1: (laughs) i never would have thought minecraft
0: yeah i kind of knew that it was a deal but i didn't think it was smash big deal
1: yeah Um, like yeah it's kind of weird i don't know about that i know they had to like retool every single map to fit that that character's Cause it's like it's like all one character, and you can like switch between like skins, though, right? Yeah. On it, so yeah, they had to like retool the entirety of this character the maps for this character. So yeah, interesting. Would have been easier just to put in tracer. Yeah, I, I feel like that's gonna be
0: the next one. Then I feel like they want to time it with BlizzCon. So if that's the case, like we're in a really good pace for it to really come out in in february if is <laughs> this is sakurai's plan he's like all right here's your here's your minecraft steve now we're gonna drop tracer on the same day that blizzcon announces it and then do like their dev, their dev update then so i could
1: see them releasing tracer then
0: yeah I, I feel like that's like the proper time to do it like imagine imagine the hype around Overwatch in general if you had tracer coming to smash you had the announcement of overwatch 2 and like you know, it's coming. Like beta release is coming up in like a week or something like that. Oh, absolutely! The world would go that, wild. Yeah, it's like a perfect storm. So I see that being the case.
1: All right. If that is our last bit of last bit of news, then thanks, guys, for tuning in. Tune into the um, gameplay section where we're going to talk about what happened this week at the North American All Star Games, and we will uh, dissect everything that's coming next week for the uh, Grand Finals, which starts. Uh, Officially tomorrow as of time of recording. All right, guys. See ya.
0: Next week, we close out season three of the league and cover the
1: grand final. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. Follow us on all social media at believe in owl Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeandowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.